Today's episode is brought to you by Pura. Pura is the world's number one fragrance diffuser. The Pura Smart Home Fragrance Diffuser allows you to customize your scent experience with premium designer-grade fragrances from the convenience of your smartphone. The Pura app lets you set custom schedules for your device from anywhere. You can alternate between scents, you could adjust the intensity, and you could set it to away when you're out of town, and you can also choose between different colors for your cool LED light that's on top of the Pura, which is quite the hot ticket in my house because my kids love to fight over what color the the light will be. I don't know if that's a good selling point that your kids will fight over it. Just don't tell them that they could choose. Just set it yourself and have fun with it. It's, this is your fun thing. Anyway, we have the Pura in our home and we love it. As you know, we have two kids in diapers, hopefully not for long, but you know, as of right now, two kids in diapers and the Pura keeps our house smelling good and it totally helps combat all of the other scents we have going on, you know, in the aren't house because it could be a smelly place without the Pura. They have a ton of scents to choose from. We chose to pretend like we are fancy and that our house is like a high-end trendy boutique and we chose the Capri Blue Volcano scent from, you know, the infamous volcano candle. And it smells just like the real thing. It really does. It smells so good and the smell is like so potent but not like overpowering and gross like, you know, diffuser scents can typically be. It smells so good. And we're also excited to try out some of their other scents. They have a rotating lineup throughout the year of seasonal scents and new scents that are featured on their site. Right now, they have a best-selling Hawaii-scented candle from the Homesick candle line that we're going to check out next. I put it on my subscription for next month. I will report back. I can't wait to smell it. Anyway, you should get a Pura. You'd love it. You would love it. It would make a perfect gift if you already have it. And your house is going to smell so good. And also, we have a code. Because of course we have a code. You could use our code WANNACHAT for 15% off of your purchase at Pura.com. Again, that's code WANNACHAT for 15% off of your purchase. Your house is going to smell so good. You're going to be so happy. You're going to feel so fancy. And again, you're going to have like a cool LED light situation going on in your house. And maybe your kids will not act like animals about it like mine do. Anyway, now on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and we have such a good show. It's the last of our end-of-the-year countdown series, and we ended it with a bang. And with a bang, I mean with Taylor Tucker. I was about to make a gross joke there, but I held myself back. Aren't you all so proud? Anyway, Taylor Tucker came on today, and we talked about our top five pop culture moments of the year. Taylor brought a lot to the table, let me tell you. So stay tuned. It should be a good one. Hello, everybody. Okay. Taylor Tucker is here. The MVP. Has anybody meant more to this podcast this year other than Alexander Skarsgård and Taylor Tucker? Um, and probably and Harry Arndt. Styles. And okay. Alex Arndt. Alex Arndt did, did do a lot of stuff. I shouldn't, I shouldn't um, like overlook him in honor of the other man in my life. Alex Arndt um, really did. He really did that this year. Alex is an MVP. I love him so much on the pod. Love him. It, it is funny because it's like it's a different guy almost mm-hmm. like when you're talking to him. It's it's like he's a little bit more outspoken than he is in real life if you're just talking to him like at church or something. Mm-hmm. But it's still like not like the guy that I'm married to. So every time we hit record, I'm like, who, who is this? Who am I talking to? He anyway. does so well. It's so great. I love like the banter between you guys is so funny and cute. If he ever listens to this, not likely. If he ever listens to it, he'll be super honored. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to tell him that he has much bunch of praise. Anyway, this is boring to people who don't know me. Yeah. Today, Taylor Tucker is here, and we're we're up to important things. 
we have important things to talk about today. We're going over the top five celebrity moments, stories, scandals. How do we want to label this? Tell I me, think tell me top, five, top five pop culture things that happened this year. Yes. Top five pop culture moments. We'll say that. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. And of course, throughout this month, I've been going over different top whatevers. Um, and I did a top seven influencer moments. I did mm-hmm. a top 10 like content list with Alicia last week. So that's where you'll hear like the TV, movies, music, memes, TikToks, et cetera, that we liked. Right now, Taylor and I are here to get down to the, the nitty gritty. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. We are talking about all of the celebrity scandals that shook us this year. And okay, when reviewing and compiling your list, no spoilers. Was it an obvious five? Or did you have to like dig and like do some research and be like, I remember that happened this year? Because to me, it was pretty obvious with the Mm -hmm. exception of maybe one or two. I, when the second you told me that this was going to be the podcast we were going to record, I thought of nine off the top of my head, didn't have to look at anything. It took me eight seconds Mm -hmm. um, to write them down. And then, of course, we decided that we were only going to do our top five. And that was the hardest part was cutting. And then I started rearranging and then I was kind of doing a, oh, well, Mary might have this. So I'm going to slide this in and see, you know, if we can have like different things. Um, So that's where I started workshopping with, um, you know, the famous Elizabeth and Nathan Byer. That's where I started saying like, what are you guys thinking for one, two, three, four, five. And me and Nathan went back back and forth a lot of like are we sure this was a water cooler moment where everyone was talking about mm-hmm. it stuff like that so I thought of them immediately but I had to really think about the numbers and the rank of the that, top five I think ranking was my hardest hurdle and two was just like me getting outside of myself and like touching yes. some grass and seeing like hey Mary mm-hmm. what do people actually care about is this like a real news story or was this just like a a faction of the internet that you happen to be a part of and people were entertained by it. Absolutely. Um, Because if, if that was our top five of like what we, for us, what were mm -hmm. our top five moments, it would be a different list. Yeah. I think the, I think that the things I have on my list are universal and everybody should know, but then the ranking is ranked according to importance in my mind. I think like, I think like my rank, is personal, but the, the placement or the stories are a universal. So I kind of cheated on this one, just like I did last time. And this will be a good time for both of us to talk. And again, no spoilers. So I don't know Taylor's list. I have a big feeling that I know like a couple of hers that aren't going to be on my list. Um, but I do have like a small list of things that were just left on the cutting room floor. And when I looked yes. at them, I was like, what do these have in common? What they had in common was they were gross and I didn't want to talk about them in depth. So on the cutting room floor, I have Josh Duggar. I have Alec Baldwin in the, the shooting. I have um, mm-hmm. uh, the Chrissy Teigen cancellation. So like oh. this was like the year where Chrissy Teigen, but, mm-hmm. but like, and then it wasn't a true cancellation because she's still around, whatever. And then, yeah. um, then also on the cutting room floor, not for being gross, but just my mind put this in 2020, um, but it really started on January 4th, was Harry and Olivia. 
but I don't think again, like I think outside of the internet, nobody freaking cares. No one cares. Yeah. I think the biggest one on that, on the cutting room floor would have been Alec Baldwin, but I agree with you that like, I just, it's just too sad to talk about. And I know that that doesn't mean it's not important. Um, but yeah, I would agree that yeah, I left that in the cutting room floor as well. My some of my alternatives were Simone Biles walking off the gym floor in mm-hmm. Tokyo, um, Bridgerton. Just like the, I mean, I had some that were more content, which you went over with a uh, Alicia last mm-hmm. episode, which great episode of the podcast, by the way. Thank but um, some that I had were like content, and I'm glad that you did that first because then I was really able to like cut. Um, and sadly, um, one of the biggest ones on my cutting room floor, the rise of Olivia Rodrigo Okay, on my um, cutting room floor, on my cutting room floor too, because I, we talked about it last episode and also mm-hmm. it was truly like a, I don't know how outside of the internet it is. And I mean, maybe that's really broad because it was like the number one song of the year and mm-hmm. she did have a big impact and stuff. But yeah, also it's been talked to death and it like didn't seem that fun. I don't know. I don't know. Fair. Yeah. I left, I left it off. So yeah. Yeah. But Olivia Rodrigo, we love your work. What, what a great 31 million, minute album. You're going to play those shows, those 31 minute shows. And you're going <laughs> to. The make- fact that she's, she's just selling out concerts in seconds and she's literally going to play 12 songs and then everyone's going to be like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure she'll do great. She'll sing covers and she'll be fun. Yes. You know, it's still funny. Okay. So at this point, I'm going to invite Taylor as my guest to do her five and then we'll just kind of snake around. So she'll do her five. I'll do my five. Then I'll do four. She'll do four and we'll ping pong back and forth. All right. Without any further ado, here are the top five pop culture moments of 2021, according to Taylor Tucker and I, two people who are very smart when it comes to celebrity stuff. The smartest you'll ever know. Okay, um, number five, and I hate to kick it off with an incredibly devastating sad note, but my number five, and I thought it was too important to leave off, was Travis Scott, Astro World. I, um, I, it is devastating, and I can barely even talk about it, or even you know, like really discuss it without just being so incredibly sad for all the families of the people that died and being so so angry at all the concert organizers and Travis Scott himself but I think that it was a huge moment and that it was a it was it spiraled into artists coming out and you saw on TikTok how many rappers and singers were on stage after the Travis Scott concert of like, no, what's happening? Who fainted over there? Stop the show. This is mm-hmm. not happening again. And then, of course, you saw all the past artists that stopped their shows. Like, there's a fight breaking out and the Foo Fighters stopped their show, you know? And like Adele, like someone fainted and she's like, nope, we don't do this. Pick them up. It's just like, it was something that I never thought about. I'm not a huge concert goer. But it was something I never thought about at concerts that this has to happen. And so it really brought to light how responsible artists are for their fans in their crowds Mm -hmm. and then how much organization and prep and security needs to go into concerts. Yes. I, this was another one. I'll get to it in a minute. Um, I didn't exactly put it on my list, but 
it'll all make sense in the moment. But okay. I feel like just now there's been a conscious acceptance that like Travis Scott and any artist in his position would have should just take 100% accountability because when you are as big as he is everyone that's working under you at a one level down like level so I'm talking like management tour management um like security or whatever they're truly like an extension of you and the fact that there he must have a team of at least 40 at least yes a team of at least 40 executive level with at least 20 people underneath each of them and the fact that nobody stopped the show mm-hmm. complicit complicit murderers yeah sorry i know it's a big word but it's I, i'll never be able to take the tiktoks out of my brain like the one of like the person no. actually like being trampled mm. like on the ground no and-, and then thinking about the children which i'm so mad about so many different things when it comes to thinking about the children mm-hmm. who were there yeah I don't for a second blame Kylie. I, I, I would love, I mean, this will never come out, but I would love to know if Kylie, how much Kylie really did know and how much Kylie knows about Travis Scott. I mean, obviously it came out. I'm not a huge Travis Scott fan and never obviously will be, but to find out like, Oh, he does this at shows. Mm-hmm. He gets his crowds riled up. He tells them to storm gates. He tells yeah. them to storm the state, like to come towards the stage and rage. This is a pattern. And like, this has happened before. There were so many TikToks that were like, guys, this happened in 2018. This happened in 2016. Like, mm-hmm. this is a continued thing that he does. Why did no one? think about this or speak up before and you wonder how much does Kylie know and I'm not into conspiracy theories but I did I did start believing some some pretty devilish conspiracy theories when it came to Travis Scott on TikTok I don't (laughs) think that he's a good dude and I hate to say it every time there's like children involved but I mean like there's there could be happiness in both situations but I wish that they would just break up I wish that that but like I I don't see what she could ever like see in him or anything. But again, I don't know him on that level. But I one like frustrating part of the Travis Scott thing was I feel like Kylie and Kendall, because she was there, were such like low hanging fruit where I think I saw as many TikToks blaming Kendall and Kylie is blaming Travis right. Scott and his management. And I feel True. like I heard people blaming like Travis Scott himself. I heard like I had to Google for my show that I did. And I think that my show was like a week after the fact I had to Google what his production like management was like I had to I had to Google who was actually accountable because I wasn't hearing that name, but I was hearing like, look, Kylie was there. And like I've been to a lot of music festivals. I've been to Coachella many, many, many times. And I do know that like the celebrities are isolated unless they want to be in it. And then like even when they're in it, they're still isolated. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it is pretty hard to hear but like there was no situation where she could have been like stop the show and i'm dwelling on the wrong kind of thing but i'm just talking about how the discourse was so frustrating too it's like this huge tragedy happened and there could have been like an ounce of justice but then i don't know and did you did you know that so travis scott like travis scott partnered with 
better help to like mm. yes. get mental health services. Do you mm-hmm. know that he got a commission? Oh gosh. Okay, well that's better help's fault. Yeah. That's better help's fault, okay? To give this man money and I don't see cuz they all got a free you- month and then anything that was mm-hmm. on auto renew, he got he got commission off of he it. He got commission that- off of it. Those Mm. devils we don't we don't swear on the i just want to chat podcast but just know explicits are going off in my head okay um how do you think that that kylie how do you think she rebounds from this i mean she hasn't so i'm on her instagram right now i don't follow kylie i think she's a i've said it before in this podcast i'm not a kylie stan i am a kardashian stan i don't like kylie but i mean she hasn't posted since november 4th I, how how do you think she rebounds from this? I think just the baby, new mom, new baby. I I think like her new wave of content will just be beginning, With a, new, begin, in beginning a new chapter. I don't think that Travis should be seen for a long time. Yeah, I don't think that we should see, hear, talk, listen to Travis or anything. Yeah, for for a long time. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that the next time we see her publicly it will be here he is i'm assuming he's a boy i feel like maybe i've hmm. heard that I, I don't know like there there's not there's never been a reveal but there's always like trickle down stuff and for some reason my mind is clocking the baby as a boy i don't know but there will be some kind of reveal and if the baby's name is travis then i will riot okay i don't i don't think that they could name it travis at this point yeah and no. also there's like, another no travis which will lead me into my number five okay my number five is kind of a cop out because I'm calling it the Kardashian extended universe. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we could begin just chronologically by like the three things that are important to me. Um, but the we'll get to it. Travis and Courtney, something that I've mentally been manifesting for a very long time. My ideal situation would have been Courtney, Scott gets healthy, Scott gets good. Scott has a couple years removed from 20 year olds. They get back together. They have a healthy, happy life. Of course. I think that's what every Kardashian, if you've been a Kardashian fan from the beginning, this is what you want. You always mm-hmm. want to see, cause you saw the good times between Courtney and Scott. You saw when Mason was born, although that was, there were troubling times when Mason was born, him punching mirrors and her having to yell. I love Mason more than you. Um, but you always want the mom and dad to come back together. I mean, you're like a little eight-year-old whose parents are divorced and you always want mom and dad to get back together. That's how I and, feel with Courtney and Scott. And he, Scott has just like remained such a figure in the family where like, it's not like the exiled right. ex. Like he's still been in it. We still know him. And he's always just been like on the sideline where if it was a movie, you would expect him to just slide in at the end and be like, it's time. But Travis Scott was all, or- my goodness, not Travis Scott. Travis Barker was always my number two choice for her because I knew that they lived close to each other mm-hmm. and he's always been in like involved in family stuff. I'm a huge Blink-182 fan. It's a very weird aspect of my personality. You are. It's one of my favorite things about you. It's, it's a very odd thing, but I really do love them. So I've always been holding out hope. Um, But the relationship, when it did happen can't say that I've been excited about the content or um thrilled at how it's all played out you mean you mean them touching their tongues together isn't your ideal 
Is no, that you su- want to see on surprisingly, Instagram? no. Like, I mean, it's fun, weird, Mary, to weird. watch because if <laughs> if we didn't have this, there would have been big times of pop culture famine this year. You know? Okay, and then, sure. And then they the gave fact, us something. Like they, they gave, gave us content. It's fun. I'm sure they're playing along with it. Mm-hmm. Travis Barker is always a weird person kind of to look at. I feel like I can never really figure out like his, his body. I can never figure him out physically. Um, so I always just feel like a, a little bit of unease, but it did bring us the Benny drama um, clips, which are amazing. Unfortunately it brought us um, a lot of adjacent content from machine gun Kelly and Megan Fox. I and can't I'm talk inclu- about it. I'm I including them it. in the no! Kardashian extended universe category just as a Mary, blurb no <laughs> i'm just putting them in as a blurb just because they were involved and because they were so close to courtney and travis somehow we heard about them so much more so they get a they get a footnote on this number like also happened this year the, these these two little kids in love uh licked each other publicly multiple times um but anyway but None of that matters. None of it matters. Because something that we didn't, I didn't even know I wanted it. I still don't even know if I want it. Just Kim the relationship and, in general? Kim and Pete. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know. I love Pete Davidson. I love Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. At first... I mean, I've never thought that it was a publicity thing because I've said this many times. I don't think that they do publicity relationships. I don't think that they do that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I always thought there must be some part of Kim that's had to humble herself to be with Pete Davidson, as cool as I think he is. But she's just on a different level. She's on a different plane. He's Ariana Grande's ex-fiance. She is still technically the most to Kanye. the most famous person in the world yeah with four children <laughs> and she's gonna be a lawyer and she was with van jones before this and okay she was never with van jones you don't think so no van jones um did a episode of armchair expert and they actually talked about it and they were never was... together no okay although i w- i wish because yeah i love me some van jones because i really thought okay? that that's the way that she was going I and love Van Jones. What a what a curveball! And again, I still don't know if I want it, but I'm loving the content, and I truly have to think that she's happy because she's going along with it. If anybody okay. says PR relationship in my house, I will kick them out. They that that's not something that she does. Maybe Pete okay. once upon a time, not her. I'm gonna say this. Do I think that they are? like looking at each other thinking that they are like yeah we could really go the distance here no 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 do i think that in her head kim is like we need content for a hulu show yeah i do i do not think it's a fake relationship made up by pr but i do believe they have a whole show to fill she did snl her mp probably have like a fun connection they go and do fun things. She's feeling like, oh, this young guy, I'm divorced. Like, it's my time to have fun. And I think Pete gives that to her and God bless. But I don't think it's as real as others may say. I don't think that they're in love. Like, But I I do think 
I mean, at the bottom of who she is, Kim is a businesswoman. And I do think there is a part of her that's like, hey, me and Peter are having a lot of fun. Guess what? This could be a really great thing for our Hulu show. That's just me. I I mean, I, I don't do think know. she's doing it on purpose. I didn't, I don't think she's like, hey, Pete, can you be in a fake relationship with me for content for our new show? Cause we need it. Mm-hmm. No, but I do think there was, there's a little bit of like, hey, me and this guy are having fun. He gets every woman in, in the world and the world is always confused, confused about it. Let's see where this goes. I think she is does intrinsically like a like a Jerry Kerman from is that her name Jerry Kerman from uh from Succession I can't remember if you're caught up or not yeah but like Jerry's always asking herself does this serve my interest does this serve yeah. my interests does I believe serve, Kim does, does this that serve well. my interests so like I definitely don't think that she would be doing it if she thought it was bad because it's definitely not bad publicity for her but i don't think that there was ever two people in a room like some people on on tiktok might suggest two people in a room being like let's get these two people together they'll go along with it no like maybe that would work for like a met gala date that would maybe work for like a they'll sit next to each other at a dodger game nothing else no but i do think it's naive to think that kim in her head and probably chris haven't sat down and talked about this oh for sure again like they it serves her interest, so she will do it, but I don't mm-hmm. think that that's the driving force behind but it. But she, again, like, I don't think that they're in love. Done, yeah, if she yeah. is done with it, she'll be done with it. Yeah. Like, she'll I, be like, no, I'm not into it anymore. Yeah, like if I wake up tomorrow and we find out that they broke up, knock on wood, I I would go, what a yeah. great time this was. What a, what a great time. But anyway, so I'm putting the Kardashian extended universe as my number five that's Um, great number five then as my number four and again this might be a little too internet internet internety of me but just the content the the shock at every turn earns it it's number four spot i'm putting john mulaney and anna tendler's uh divorce in the olivia munn pregnancy and baby and everything of it all I'm putting mm. it as my number four, a weird placing above Kim, you know, yeah. number wise. But if I'm ranking things that meant something to me, the content and just like, I don't know. What's your relationship to, to John Mulaney? Um, I've watched a couple of his specials, the one with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not think it was funny. I don't I like the sex besides the sex lunch lunch isn't like a isn't like a haha. Like besides that, um I've never thought more than 2 minutes about him. Okay, except been... for except for when when the divorce happened in Olivia Munn because I'm weirdly like interested in Olivia Munn, mm-hmm. not in a good way, in a very negative way. Yes. Same. But so when that happened, he like my interest for him turned because he was a guy that I literally never even thought about. But then when that happened, it did turn. Now, I just don't know how much like star power any of them have enough to be in like my top even 20. I I think it really just comes down to what you invest in like culture wise. Because mm-hmm. I am really big into 
stand-up comedy and I've followed John Mulaney for like years and years, ever since high school. I've been mm-hmm. very, very, very into him. And a big pillar of his comedy has always been my wife, my wife, my wife, mm-hmm. my wife, my wife, my wife. It's always been like their wedding photos, like when their wedding photos got published, it was like the most dreamy wedding you've ever seen in your entire life. She was like just this super cute, like nice, cool, like chill girl. But like, like you didn't hate her though, because she just looked so fun and cool. And like, they just were so in love. They dressed up as the Leo and uh, Claire Danes, Romeo and Juliet once for Halloween. And like, cute. I'll have that imprinted in my brain until I die. And then also I'm a huge Saturday Night Live person. And he's such a big part of SNL where like, I've just, I've had a lot of personal investment in him. And then on the Mm -hmm. other side of things, Olivia Munn has been somebody that's been on my radar because of my like bachelor background. Yes. And that is where I, the Aaron Rodgers of it all, I'll never get over it because they always said like, she was the riff. She was the one that like tore the family apart. She was the one. She's gone. He's still not back in the family. So, but like, it was always, she's the riff. She's the problem. She's the whatever. So I've always like had, mm-hmm. y- you know, like m- her on yes. my radar and she's never been a celebrity. I've said this before on the podcast. She's never been a celebrity that's made sense to me. She's never been in any great works. You know, she's just been like a regulation hottie, which good for her. But like, also, I never really understood that aspect of it. Just because I don't have like the male gaze, you know, like I could appreciate when somebody's like super attractive, but I know that people think that she's just this otherworldly hottie but so she's been one of those celebrities like Rita Ora who's just been like pushed on us in the culture for years and years and years and she's like in like the Lego movie that my kids watch I don't know Mm. but when the divorce news broke shocking and there were Dumois rumors about it and it was the first time I ever like doubted Dumois because I was like there's no way and then when he went to rehab I was like hopefully this is to save his marriage and then when the divorce news broke I go crap and I was so heartbroken and then the Olivia Munn stuff I almost turned into the Joker yeah I I could I um I got interested again yeah because of the bachelor and the rumors that Olivia Munn is into married guys Mm -hmm. those have all those have always been circling the drain of rumor mills and so that aspect is really interesting to me and then when I found out like the book that she wrote in 2010 or something like that when like who knew who she was in 2010 I didn't and and, like I don't suit like I laugh at the videos of like pick me girls go to prom this is a pick me girl at the makeup store or whatever I do laugh at them but I'm always like we all have a little bit of that in us you know Mm -hmm. But hearing the excerpts from her book, I'm like, she loves cheeseburgers and she's still so tiny, but she has great boobs. Wow. She's so relatable. (laughs) But now I just need to know where their relationship is at because the baby has been born. They kept Mm -hmm. it a secret for a month. That puts us in March. The, um, The picture that... Anna posted on her Instagram, like the art photo where she said dinners in March and it's yeah. her with three empty chairs. Yeah. So like that now makes sense because he must, she must've found out that he's expecting mm-hmm. a baby in March. It's a rich text. And again, I think it deserves a, 
a spot on the top five most impactful pop culture moments this year, I think. Whether or not it should be placed at number four above the Kardashians, probably questionable, but to me, I'm putting it number four. Both Almost, the most famous people, like literally on this earth. <laughs> but but like the the impact of like what happened. Like so so Courtney got with the with the Blink 182 drummer that she's been like sniffing around for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Okay. John Mulaney, Mr. I love my wife in every single sketch. The only thing you need to know about him is I love my wife. We're not going to have any children. We don't want to have any children. That is interesting. And that then, is really interesting. And then this all happens. And the and him not wanting kids was such a big part of it too. Which mm-hmm. is this and then it's Olivia Munn's first child and just all of it. It's just, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Anyway, what is your number four? Okay. So my number four. So I picked this. I put this in because I thought you might not have this and you might put something else that I kind of took off my list. So my number four is Benefer 2.0. So I have my, it on my list. Okay. So my number four is of course, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck getting back together. And I think that this is so important because I love nothing more than nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I live for it. Like anything. I mean, say by the bell is like my favorite show. And it's only because like, I remember watching it every day. I remember it on TV. I remember my older sister loving it. So I wanted to love it. Just all this stuff. So I love anything that brings back really deep nostalgia for me. And Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were the first couple that I remember as a kid being like, oh, they're dating. I love them. Like, I remember, I mean, they were like the pinnacle in like 2002, 2004. So I was 12 and 14 of being like, oh, I like celebrity couples. They were huge. They were both A-listers. Like it was the first couple that I just remember in my head being like, oh, I think I'm obsessed with them. And like, I love love and they're dating and this is cool. And like celebrity culture, like shifted for me. And so that nostalgia right there of them just getting back together, the love don't cost a thing video. Oh my God. I can't even tell you just the love that I had for them back in the early aughts. And so now to see them again, it brings up like all that for me again. So they were my number two. Because also, Mm -hmm. it seems like it didn't happen this year, but the A-Rod split happened this year, too. So, like, him cheating on that with that girl mm -hmm. from uh, Southern Charm and the Instagram of it all, like, the DMs of it all. And the fact that he was cheating on her with a Bravo person when he's with, I think, Jennifer Lopez. Can you imagine Jennifer Lopez finding out, like, I'm sorry, you're talking to who? And, like, figuring out what Southern Charm is. Like, at least make it someone good. Yeah. If you're going to, like, cheat on Jennifer Lopez, cheat, like, someone on her level, honey. Like, not a Bravo liberty, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Who's not even, like, I wouldn't even put her in my top 10 of Bravo liberties. I am truly just, like, a nobody because, as Taylor yeah. knows, I'm not in the Bravo world, but I know about it. All Just, like, through, like, the culture and stuff, I could hold my own in a, in a housewives conversation. 
you know, mm-hmm. asking a couple questions along the way, but really knowing like the main storylines. This girl. No, the only person I know from Southern Charm, I think, is Shep. Of right? course. Of yes. course. That's the only person I know of. Mm-hmm. So here everyone this, knows of Shep. The, the news, the reporting from not skinny, but not fat every step of the way on this was amazing. Mm-hmm. And. And then them just like getting back together and not Taylor is like super old and I'm super, super, super young. <laughs> We're like four years apart. But four yeah. years? How old are you? 31? I'm 32. You're 32. Okay, so we're five years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Were you born mm-hmm. in what year? 89. Okay. So I like am, Taylor Swift. We've like, talked about that. I am okay. seven days older than Taylor Swift. Okay. And you have all the wisdom to show for it. Yes, I do. But I didn't I didn't have Benefer 1.0 as part of my yeah. consciousness. I always knew what happened because I've been watching E! News and like E! True Hollywood stories and all the pop culture stuff my entire life. So I always knew what happened, but it was mm-hmm. before my time, you know? Yeah. But I always am one for any Ben Affleck news. I don't have a yeah. huge connection to Jennifer Lopez other than her just being a celebrity and being super hot. Yeah. And of course, like the movies and stuff, but you know, whatever. But just the impact that it have had. And it, Pete and Kim gave it, us a little bit of the same vibe where the first like two pictures that came out, it was, is this a thing? Is this a thing? Like, so it gave us a little bit of the, is this a thing? And then by the time we saw the third picture of them, like at the hotel in the mm-hmm. car in like the white SUV. See, I was like, that's here where, it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here that's they are. where I'm different. Because when you have grown up, tracking jennifer lopez's relationships she was in the most famous relationships from the time i was 10 years old when you she she is serious j-lo doesn't mess around she doesn't like like she's been married she's been engaged she's been in serious relationships she does not play Mm -hmm. when it comes to like love which sometimes I'm like, JLo, you don't have to get married, honey. Yeah. You don't have to get engaged, sweetheart. I like, I don't want this for you. I don't. I think. was getting so worried about her getting married to A Rod because there was uh, like a whole, absolutely. there was a whole J, uh, jam session episode about like what this could mean financially and like what they would be like intertwining and how there were breakup rumors for so long, but they had a bunch of business things in the works. So they did have to mm-hmm. keep it under wraps and like they probably could have been broken up sooner so who knows if like the cheating was like a part of an arrangement or something because they were like opening up um these new like equinox properties and all these new things it's like just don't get married like you could financially intertwine like you're not gonna have any more kids literally marriage means nothing if i mean marriage means something but but at that point up I just dropped my microphone. Yikes. Sorry, guys. Sorry, team. Um, I was like, please don't get married. But then the first time I saw her and Ben Affleck together, I clocked it as maybe like, because he was right out of his Ana yeah. de Armas relationship. Mm-hmm. I immediately just thought it was something about his like sobriety. I thought it was like an old friend mm-hmm. given a helping hand. I just never pictured that it would be Ben Affleck and Jen so soon. Because it was like the same week that the A-Rod thing was announced. So I was like, this mm-hmm. has got to be something like sobriety wise. Because you always see him and like Jen Gardner. And even though they have kids together, 
you see them separately all the time. And she said it's for his sobriety. Yeah. So I don't know. I I want to know what Jennifer Gardner thinks so badly because I, I love Jennifer Gardner. Love. To my core. I love her so much. And anyone, like um, one of my coworkers made a joke, like, why do we love Jennifer Gardner? And I just stared at him. And I was like, how dare you? He didn't even say anything bad about her. He just was like, why do we love her? And I was like, you need to get out of this room right now. And you need to go to her Instagram yeah, and watch on every, her, every watch single Instagram video. live. Watch a you biscuit watch video. Her making l- baked lemon chicken. Her talking about Ina Gardner. You go, go. And so I love her so deeply. She seems like the most real and genuine and so kind. Mm-hmm. And the fact that three years after the divorce, she drives his butt to rehab. Like I respect her so yeah. much. And so I would just love to know what Jennifer Garner is thinking. And I like want, feels. I want her with a nice low key, mm-hmm. a normal guy, extremely rich person. I want, I want a her. normal, mm-hmm. but I want him to be so successful in a different sphere. I yes. want him to be a normal dude. I'm not mm-hmm. talking like billionaire, but I'm just saying very successful in some other sphere that doesn't have anything to do with Hollywood. I mean, unless that's what makes her happy. But I don't think she'd ever even date an actor ever again. I don't even think that no. she, wants, she was with this guy who I think does kind of fit the, the bill. He was like a successful businessman. But and then they broke up. But I just want only good things for her. I want every she deserves everything in this world. And even if she's past the breakup, I think, unfortunately, like there must be some level of, I don't know if humiliation is the right word. I don't think it is. I think that's a little too strong. But for your ex-husband yeah. to go back to the woman that he was with before you, even though you got, mm-hmm. and then like you guys had had kids and everything. And that woman just happens to be the hottest woman on earth. Big, I, think, I think you're right. I. I think Bummer. you're like, yes, she's probably not like jealousy n- turning into like anger, but I, there has to be some type of cloud mm-hmm. that she probably pushes away. Um, but I mean, come on, she's only human. Although yeah. she seems like the purest of all humans, there has to be some type point of her that was like, oh, oh, <laughs> I, I think that their daughter, that was a in- stab. I think that their daughter is in their senior year of high school right now, mm-hmm. which I, I can't fathom that. Cause I like, I remember when Violet was born, like I mm-hmm. was around for every step of the way with the Ben and Jen 2.0 mm-hmm. and that I can't, cannot comprehend. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Benifer number. Yeah. So that was your number, number three four. and they were, or Benifer was my number four. Number four. Okay. So. I, um, oh, so is it your turn again? Yes. So I talked about my number three. Okay. So we kind of just talked about it, but my number three, it actually starts with the Kim and Kanye split because I think, so that happened in February. So that did happen this year? Yes, it did. They announced it in February. Okay. Maybe just because it was such a long, it was such a long process. I mean, she was going to Montana 
for so many weeks. We were seeing her crying in the car. Mm-hmm. We were seeing him, we were seeing him going off the handle. Like we knew it was coming for mm-hmm. so long, but they announced it in February. And I think that their split then spiraled everything else. So you get the Kim and Pete from the divorce. You get more attention on Courtney and Travis. Mm-hmm. Like you get all of these things because of the divorce. So that's why I put the divorce higher or higher on my list at number three, because I think that just spurs everything else in the Kardashian universe. I think if I would have clocked that the divorce happened in 2021, then it definitely would have mm-hmm. been up higher than John Mulaney, um, than the John Mulaney divorce. <laughs> but <laughs> for some reason that was so like election time frame. Like I just assumed that that happened like around the election because of, everything that he was doing around then and stuff. Mm. Anyway, my, um, my number. So that was your, that was my number three. Okay. So here's my number three, but I actually have it as my number two on my list, which is weird because I could have swore I made benefit number two, but this probably should have been my number two. Anyway, long story short, we'll call it number three. Um, I had the royal royal news. It's just a big umbrella thing. We had the the death of Prince Philip, and then the figurative death of the royal family as we know it. So mm-hmm. the um, the dissolving of uh, Harry and Meghan's relationship with the royal family started in 2020. So like they came out with that letter. And all that stuff they moved here all in 2020 but of course we talked about it in the last episode so i won't get into it too much the oprah interview happened in february and then they announced the birth of lily in june and the death of prince philip and also we had the crown so like the crown and all like the diana stuff like the the discourse took a new uh up the ante about royal it was a perfect storm you know mm-hmm. them leaving the royal family the Crown season four focused on Diana coming out. The Oprah interview, the death of Lily, or not the death of Lily, the death of Prince Philip, the birth of Lily. And then now like a new wave of Diana discourse with Spencer coming out. Just I'm putting it as a blanket. I probably could get into it more, but we talked about it for a really long time in the last episode. So I won't yeah. bore everyone, but I'm putting that as my number three, the Royal Great news number under three. one big umbrella. Great number three. And then you did your number three. I did my number three already. Okay, so, so you're do doing your number, number two. two. Well, my number two was Benefer. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. So my number two is the free Britney movement. My number so, one. So I think it is crazy to think that the leave Britney alone video happened in 2007. You, uh, Chris Crocker, leave Britney alone. Yeah. And we all thought he was insane. Why are you worried about Britney Spears? Calm down, Chris. It will be okay. Iconic, iconic YouTube video. And now it has come full circle. We knew that they really did need to leave Britney alone. We did not realize she was in trouble. And just the amount of people cheering on Britney Spears. Now, do I think something weird is still going on? Yes, because I'm sorry, but I don't think that you can watch her Instagram videos and think that like something isn't awry. But I, but like, yes, 
Yes. But, but should someone, should someone be, yeah, detailing her life? Should someone be in charge of her money? Should someone be telling her if she can get pregnant or not? Can, should she not be allowed to drive a car? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. No one should be, if she can work, if her dad can tell her to go on that stage and do a Vegas residency and make millions and millions of dollars, she should be in charge of her own life. Like plain and simple. Like if she can work and be forced to, which I know people that have gone to that residency in Vegas and they said it was not like, yes, we love Brittany. So it was great. But like, there was nothing behind those eyes. Mm -hmm. Nothing. There was nothing behind those dance moves. Those that booty shaking, there was nothing. And so to tell me that she needed someone to control her life, but yet she could do hours on stage to make millions. I just, that makes no sense. sense. I remember I used to do like casted audience stuff all the time when I was in high school and I would go do tapings of the X factor when she was a judge Mm. and those tapings when they're um, like, when they're not the live ones, even the live ones, like take a long time. I only went to two when she was a judge, but I went to one that wasn't airing exactly live. But they're like four hour long tapings. They're very long. And every mm-hmm. time like the camera wasn't on, all the judges like stayed put. But she like was flagged by like two people. And then she would just walk back backstage mm. or like back under like this little thing and then come back out right when it was like time to film. Like she wasn't allowed. And, like I, I'm truly saying now, like allowed back then. I to thought, stay on back then. I stage thought, and just she's talk. a mega star. She's but like. Like Simon Cowell was still there and, mm-hmm. and like Demi Lovato was still there. I mean, she's not in, in the same universe, but um, anyway, but like I clock it now and I'm like, oh, she just didn't get the opportunity to just sit and shoot the breeze and talk and everything. And if there were cameras around, like they wanted it to be in like a controlled environment. And if there were fans mm-hmm. watching, they wanted it to be kind of like in a controlled thing. Interesting. Yeah. And I do think what was so impactful about the story this year is first there was like a certain sense of excitement about it because it was so tragic. And we were all so pissed, but it was one of the only times in recent memory that memory that I can remember where our collective pissed offness paid off because if this mm-hmm. had happened silently in the courtroom, nothing would have happened. Yeah. You know, as evidenced by the years and years of like her trying to appeal and her testimony that she gave over the phone and her just trying to spew everything out in 17 minutes because she was only given 17 minutes and she's trying to fit it all in because she's never been able to do it before. Mm-hmm. Um, that- I think her, just like her being able to address the Free Britney movement I think there was a shift mm-hmm. when she was like, thank you for everyone that's a part of this movement before she even testified over the phone, which we all heard when she was able to then express it. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, we were right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's all speculation at that point. No one's actually behind closed doors with Jamie Spears mm-hmm. and her and Britney's lawyers. And so at that point, it's all speculation. It's all rumors. It's all people from her past talking. It's everything like that. But when she finally said and actually gave breath to the free Britney movement, it was like, holy crap, Mm. we were right. I like, I don't think I'll ever forget listening to her testimony and Mm -hmm. hearing her say like, you know what that's called everywhere else that's called sex trafficking. 
like when you're like making someone like work and perform and perform against their will like and then just like her relationship with her boys and how they like withheld that from her and stuff i feel like the first wave was excitement like wow like we're we're all really like rallying behind her and it really seems like there's going to be change made and then after the verdict was not verdict it's not like this was like a a criminal case trial (laughs) um but after like the ruling was made that like the conservatorship was going to end truly just like a deep sadness truly just like a dang it the time lost for her because i think we didn't know the scope Mm -hmm. we didn't realize that she was put on birth control we didn't realize the scope of control that these people had over her life. We just thought like, oh, someone's, you know, controlling her money and telling mm-hmm. her where to go and like stuff like that. But to find out she couldn't drive a car, that she couldn't get engaged to Sam, that she had an IUD and that she wasn't allowed to take out. Those are the thing. And as a woman, you're just pissed. Enraged. Enraged because you should have control of your own body and so I think when we heard the details and the devastation that was real because it was like oh my gosh we were right that Brittany needs to be free and then we were like whoa we didn't realize it was this dire and this sad and then there was kind of like a wow this this is real but then it was exciting that like okay the conservatorship is overturned but now what yeah, that's where I am with it of now what? Because most conservatorships don't get overturned. Like people die. People mm-hmm. don't get out of conservatorships. They stay in until they die because they're usually not mentally capable. Or they're normally like that. justified. They're normally conservative right. people that need to be yes. un- under help. And so it's like, how how does this work now? And it almost feels like there's no precedent of like okay so we are worried about her in some aspects I am worried about her in some mental aspects so like what happens now where do we go from here and then I was listening to a really interesting podcast Dak Shepard on his podcast had the filmmaker of the free Britney documentary and he was like but what if people are afraid that she's going to blow all her money the second she gets it back And that's what they're scared of. And the documentary maker was like, you have to let her do that. Mm -hmm. She's a grown woman who can make her own choices. And if she wants to blow all her millions of dollars in two months, you have to let her do that because it's her money. Truly. And it's a very interesting combo. And I feel like the the way like the, the public moves forward with Britney too is going to be really interesting because I mean, you watch the first documentary and like everyone I know felt some level of like sick to their stomach about like how culpable they were with all the, the stories and stuff. Like I remember being like a sixth or seventh grader coming home. I would like open up my computer and like the AOL homepage and stuff was always a story about Britney. And every Mm -hmm. single day I sat down, like just assuming that I was going to say that she was dead. Like every, every single day I was just like, when's it going to happen? And it was like around like the Amy Winehouse time. And I'm like, oh, or like, and I remember, remember once like walking down the hallway at my house and my brother being like, Mary, guess what Britney Spears did? And I'm like, oh, she dead. No, she shaved her head. Like, 
whoa, what? Mm. And so I think now a lot of people that watch the documentary, we all want to support Brittany. But I do think that there will be a level or just at least some population of people who are like, I don't want to engage in any more public stuff with her. Like my wish for her is truly just to go live in Maui. She's happiest there. She said that she's, she's happiest, happiest in Maui. She's happiest to, in Maui. I just want her to go find a place in Maui, go live with Sam, have have another baby or two. Aloha. 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 Go eat those Mauna Loas every day. Go to um Mama's Fish House in a... Yes. Where, I, I, for, I forget the town. That's it. But anyway, go have fun. Go you do that it. road to Hana. Yes. <laughs> Get the companion guide MP3. Make all the stops, Brittany. Anyway, but but the biggest question mark to me throughout this whole thing and currently is always going to be the Instagram, always. And I know that House and Habit, who is problematic, did some good reporting, did some very negative, harmful reporting. I know that she says that she has all her inside people, including Sam Sam Lifty, who it turns out we were supposed oh, to yeah. trust all along. And Sam right. swears that Brittany does do her own Instagram. A lot of it just doesn't make sense to me. And still the Instagram doesn't make sense to me. And I wish that the Instagram didn't exist. I want her to be able to express herself. I want her to be able to express herself to her friends. She doesn't owe us anything else. And I'm, I feel so bad that she's conditioned to think that she still owes the public. I want her to do her, but I can't lie and say, I don't cringe Mm -hmm. that I don't cringe at you know, at the dancing that I don't cringe at the pajama shorts rolled up three times, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm grateful that she has the platform to call out Diane Sawyer to call out her mom, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but also like, it has to be a lot of disconditioning. Like she is Tinkerbell. She, from the moment she was born has been like seeking Mm -hmm. the praise there's no way that you could unwire that from a person. There's like no way. And it's so there's sad. there's so much trauma that I can't even like wrap my head around how much trauma she has to live with every single day. Mm-hmm. Being a child star on that level and having parents that used you. Yeah. And that like their love was conditional on you making money. And and everything that she must be learning at this point too. So not only does she have her freedom, but now she's probably acquiring like so much knowledge about how deeply the, the con was over her life. Mm-hmm. It's got to just be so hard. Please go to Maui, please. Brittany, we love you. Brittany, Brittany. Brit- the free Brittany movement was my number one. I'm excited to hear about your number one and I know exactly what it's going to be. And I, it, it's not my wheelhouse. Take it away, Taylor Tucker. I'm I'm worried that you don't know what my number one is. <laughs> what is it? No, my number one is Megan and Harry talking to Oprah. Oh my goodness. No, I thought that yours was gonna be John Shaw. 100 percent I thought that you're oh, gonna be John Shaw. No, 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 no. I thought 100 percent your number one was going to be. Um did that no, happen? I not, actually not this I year? actually no, it did. Um, I actually didn't add, I'm a huge, huge housewives fan and would like to call myself the housewife housewife historian, but I wouldn't put them like even in the top 20 because of like pop culture, just because 
Housewives, not everyone watches Housewives. Salt Lake is a new franchise. It's only on his second season. And so I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't I get am it. so shocked because I mean, maybe I should have assumed that there's a possibility that you weren't making your list the same way. Cause not, I didn't think that that was the top news story of the year, obviously. Right. Right. But I, I was like, okay, if she's doing it like me, like gathering like the top five stories and then ranking them for herself, I thought mm-hmm. nothing would mean more to Taylor this year than the Jen I mean, Shaw because- arrest and the content thereafter. <laughs> And because if anything, if it was going to go to a real housewife, it would go to Erica Jane, a.k.a. also Erica Girardi. Really? If I was going to do like a crime situation, I think that's hit more people because more people know who Tom Girardi is. Tom's house is broken into. Exactly. Broken into and then her police son had to come and help him. And then car you know, flipped three his- times. The car flipped five times in the snow in Pasadena, apparently. And then Tom had to go get surgery. You know, it was all a lot. He confronted okay? the robber. <laughs> the burglar. So if I were to pick a housewife controversy, it would definitely would have been Erica Jane. But this is why I picked Harry and Megan to be my number one. And I know you've talked about it a lot. But it was when I realized, I mean, I, I don't watch many things live. But I watched Harry and Meghan live on Oprah. I just the secrecy behind the royal family. So the fact that Harry was about to speak on royal family things to Oprah, who we knew was going to ask hard questions, I think was very big. And three, my dad's business partner is British. Okay. And the second that I started talking to my dad about it, and I was like, wait, have you and Malcolm talked about this? And he was like, yes. And I was like, oh, um, what does he think? And he was like, oh, he thinks that Harry has deeply disrespected the royal family. Like he's on the side of the, of the like at all costs, you like protect the crown. Mm-hmm. I, and that he, cause you know, he's like an older Brit. And so it's like, you know, he's probably at the, in his sixties. And so, you know, it's like, you protect the crown at all costs. You respect them and you don't, you don't talk bad about them. And so he thinks that Harry and Meghan aren't wrong. And the second that I could talk to my dad, who was in his late sixties about this, I was like, oh, I mean, this is worldwide. This is worldwide. Mm-hmm. People care deeply about these people. Everyone cares about Oprah. And so to find out that like the racism that ever, like everything like that, I think it was the most important thing to happen in 2021. I, I do agree. That was definitely, I like, I put free Britney as like my number one, mm-hmm. but Megan Harry, like definitely could have been like the number two. Cause I, I had the same thing happen. I shot a wedding a couple weeks ago and the family was all British and there was like some downtime and I was trying to make small talk with the grandma. And I was like, okay. And she was from Wales and Prince Charles, like, like is um, very, everyone in Wales is like, especially invested in him and, and in the family. Mm-hmm. So I like asked her, I was like, okay, what did you think about all the Meghan Markle stuff? And just immediately disgusted like I was disgusted mm-hmm. by what I was hearing from her she was disgusted by Meghan Markle like yeah I I never it's never occurred to me 
mm-hmm. to even be team Royal. Like every time I see a poll and yep. the, and the polling is always like 70, 30, where it's just like team Megan or team Royal. And then you see like 70% Megan and Harry, and then the 30% team Royal. I'm like, who the heck are these people? Did you not hear the any British. of this stuff? Diana is dead. Diana is dead. <laughs> you but, know who that 30% is? The, the boomers in Britain. Okay. The boomers in the UK are team Royal and they always will be because that is the generation of like, you respect them. You don't talk about them. You only, you know, it's like, I don't even know what our equivalent would be in America because we don't have a Royal family, but thank goodness. (laughs) Thank goodness. Although amazing. Um, And so, yeah, I just don't, I never thought about it either because to me and like our generation and like us and Gen Zers and like millennials and Gen Zers and us like sticking up for ourselves, women's rights, um, like I people don't think- getting people getting to choose the life that they want. Like, I don't know yeah. those kind of ideals, those maybe- crazy ideals yes. that we you're, have. You're such a crazy liberal. Well, truly like the, maybe it's like the echo chamber that I live in or whatever, but I can't think of anybody that I know that would hear what Megan said about the racism and about how dark is the baby going to be. And the, she should keep acting for money and that kind of stuff. I can't think of anyone that wouldn't be horrified. Maybe sounds too extreme, but no horrified. I think that's a way like that's a reason to be horrified like everyone but like everyone was shocked and dismayed but also not shocked i think we all knew that the royal Mm -hmm. family like had it in them right like i feel like it was Mm -hmm. shocking like the specifics but it's like i we this is confirming what we all probably knew if we all dug deep into Mm -hmm the royal family yeah and i think a lot of people that are team royal would never justify what they said to megan and harry about their children and about their skin color would never like justify those reasons but i think they would be like well that was terrible Mm -hmm. but and there would always be a but whereas like i'm coming from like no there should be no but like if they wanted to get out of that situation i'm so glad they did Mm-hmm. And so, but I could see people being like, well, yeah, that part was horrible, but you know, yeah. Um, this is a question I love to ask pop culture people. And I've, I don't think I've ever talked to you about this. Bring yourself back to what year did they get married? 2018. Let me confirm. Please, please riff for a second. <laughs> okay. 2017? No, it's 2018. All right. Let me take you back to May 2018. Mm-hmm. You could be invited to one event. You could be invited to the royal wedding. Mm-hmm. And when I say invited, you're a full-fledged participant. Member. You're, participant. You're, you're, you're going to the reception. I'm in the chapel. You're in the chapel. in the chapel. You're wearing a hat. You have a plus mm-hmm. one, so you have a buddy, and you're going to the reception, which like a, a fourth of the people at the chapel get to go to. Or 
you get to go to the 2018 Met Gala Heavenly Bodies as a full participant in a nice outfit, like in an outfit on theme, getting to fully participate. What would you pick? Met Gala seems like a nightmare, in my opinion. Like, from all the stories that have come out about the Met Gala and people, like, celebrities that, like, say that they have social anxiety and blah, 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 and they just say that it's an actual nightmare. Um, I would pick the royal wedding, hands down, like, over everything. Oh, my goodness. It is my true Sophie's choice. I think about that question all the time where I'm like, what would I rather do? Because the inside, Heavenly the Bodies inside, was an amazing theme. An amazing year for the Met Gala. It was. It was. But I just, um, I don't know. From stories that I hear about the Met Gala, I'm like, yeah, would it be amazing to be there? But I think it would only be amazing to be there if you're Beyonce, if you're Kim Kardashian. If you're like, it's kind of like my, um, it would be amazing to live in New York City, but you have to be a multimillionaire. Like, I don't want to live yeah. in New York City making my salary that I currently make in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> like, I don't want to live in New York City being me. I want to live in New York City if I'm a million, million, millionaire. Well, then that's... New York City is fun. And so to me, the Met Gala, if you tell me like, okay, you're Kim Kardashian, you're one of the most famous people in the world. Okay. That's the thing. Like, like, you get to go there with executive privileges. You are there you're mingling, you're seeing the people you are like, I mean, it's hard to put yourself in that mental situation. I would still, I would still choose the Royal wedding because the the insider, the insider information that you could get. And that's an exclusive invite. You can get, you can try to get invited to the Met Gala over and over and over. The the historical aspect, the once in a lifetime opportunity of it all is part of what keeps me up at night. And I've been thinking about this question for the last three years. I, yeah, the wedding hands down. Like to me, it's not even like a. Oh my, I, I don't know. I don't know. I still don't have a conclusion. I would have wanted to go to Kate and Williams. I would have wanted to go to Harry and Megan's like. What about Eugenie's? You could go to Eugenie's wedding or the Met Gala. So at Eugenie's wedding, you're still getting the celebrities. You're still getting the culture, same chapel. You're still getting the same access. Mm. I believe Oprah went to Eugenie's as well. You're getting the same level of access, but you're not. You still feel like you're going to a B-list wedding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're not, they're not the A. They're no not, one's, no one's lined they're up. They're not the A team. They're Prince not the Andrew A-team. was there. Yeah. So, no, I think I would go to. I would okay, choose so, the Met. So now, if you tell me prestige. I could go to the Oscars, you tell me I could go to the Oscars, I would way rather go to the Oscars than the Met Gala. Okay. Would you go to the Oscars over? You could go to the Oscars, Taylor. They. Okay. No, as like a seat filler, because they only let I don't go to the people... Oscars at. I don't want to go to the Oscars as a seat filler. You wouldn't. <laughs> it is the funnest thing ever. It is so fun. I would go to the Golden Globes, although, you know, just don't talk about the Hollywood Foreign Press of it all, but I would go. I'm feuding with them uh, and their lack of Bo Burnham. And and NBC, although not this year, usually airs the Golden Globes. So maybe I could weasel my way. Well, no, Golden Globes. the Golden Globes. Like, that's like an open call seat filler thing, because I still get emails 
two years ago before COVID, I had like, I just like on a whim applied for Emmys seat filler tickets and I got them like in the lottery. It was, I think I got two. Mm-hmm. And then I like looked at Ross for like three seconds where I was like, can I find a dress? No. And I was like, I'm not going, I'm not freaking going. I, I, I wouldn't want to go as a seat filler. Like, I don't, I don't want to go to one of these things just to like, I don't be a seat filler. I understand that would be like cool and stuff. Like I want to go because like I work for NBC by the way. And so like, I would want to be like, Oh, I'm going for a specific reason. Yeah. Um, but that's just like a mental thing in my head. I would want to go for a reason. See, like I was invited to go. I mean, being invited to go would be cool. But I feel like as a yeah. plebeian, as like a regular person, mm-hmm. seat filling is this amount of access. Like, I mean, like what I've seen, and it's varied like show to show, but the things mm-hmm. that I've experienced as a seat filler, just like truly, these are these people functioning and they're, and I mean, they have to know there's seat fillers and people all around, but just like the things I've heard and seen and everything. I feel like they truly just have their guard down. It's like a level of access that you can't. And like, I mean, and you're not allowed to talk to anybody. So you're truly just yeah. sitting there. Like you're not talking to anyone. You don't have to interact with anybody. You're just standing there moving from place to place, listening to everything. Mm-hmm. And it's a level of access. Unlike any other. Anyway, Taylor, we've gone through our list. Can, is there anything else that popped up in your mind where you're like, shoot, should have slipped it in? I don't think so, but I'm pretty shocked that like, Taylor Swift isn't making like how do you justify red coming out and everything with Jake Gyllenhaal and blah 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 how do you justify that not being on your list so to me that was just more content I put it Mm. I put it on my list I think it made it I think it was number two on my list on my content Mm -hmm. list because it was all regurgitated stuff that I already knew this is all stuff that happened mm. years and years ago. We didn't get anything new. We haven't seen a single picture of her and Joe Alwyn in 2021. I looked it up. There wasn't a single picture of them. So we got nothing from Taylor Swift's personal life. So there was no Taylor Swift news. There was the revelations from the 10 minute all too well. But again, if you're a Taylor Swift historian, which I am, <laughs> I can't even be like bashful about it. Mm-hmm. But like, if you know Taylor Swift, you know the details of literally everything that happened with them. You knew about the birthday mm-hmm. thing already. You knew mm-hmm. about all the stuff that happened. You knew about the expensive couch. And so like, none of it was new and it was good content, great TikToks, great memes. Everybody, it was pushed into the, the consciousness. The 10 minute all too well was really good, but it wasn't a, a celebrity story for me. It was maybe... Yeah, I think it's just purely great content, not a news story. Hmm. Okay. Are you impressed that I didn't find a way to put Bo Burnham's inside on this this list as well? (laughs) Are you impressed that I wasn't able to to slip it in there? Your love for Bo, we've never actually like the thing is, you and me, you and me one one have never have never talked about Bo and inside. Because let me clarify for a second. It's not him. It's like, it's oh, purely well, just, not. it's purely just the art. It's purely just the thing. 
And once I find something else to fixate on, and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's going to be West Side Story because I can't stop listening to it. I'm pretty dang sure that West Side Story is getting really close to knocking uh, inside off of its pedestal that's had for the last seven months. Once I find something new, I will forget about it. Much like I did Casey Musgrave's Golden Hour. <laughs> but I... I liked Inside. I watched Inside. I also thought that it was incredibly creative and genius. Um, I never listened to it again. I never watched it again. I didn't listen to it again. I, like, of course, heard the TikToks of the Jeffrey Bezos song. Can you add the caveat that you also, much like Alicia Snow, don't listen to music and you don't have a Spotify? Okay, but I, but I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't. So, like, if you were listening to anything. But I think that Inside is different. Because I, um, I love connecting a visual. If I do love music, I love connecting a visual with the music. And so for me, inside would have been, would have, you would have thought that I would have loved it because I watched it. I can see him. I can see him performing it. And that's what I love. I connect really well when I can visually see it. Um, for me, like Easy On Me by Adele, didn't hit until I watched her perform it with Oprah. Hmm. Until I watched her perform it, I was like, whoa, there it is. Is this a good time to announce that we're going to go see Adele? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Me and you haven't even talked about it together yet. It happened on a Zoom call that I wasn't on. I got a ticket to Adele and I wasn't even on the Zoom. Mary, I really hope that um, we aren't listening to this in February 2022 and all the concerts in Vegas have been shut down. Because I, I, I could see it happening. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, New York is already shutting things down and they're just number one. And so I'm a little worried about it. <laughs> I think if there's anything working in our favor, the theater is tiny. It's smaller than the Broadway theaters that these people are playing. It's at. still 4,000 people it's still, but also there's such a huge push. I'm going to sound like my parents when I say this, because like my parents are always like the casinos own everything. The casinos own the government here. Yeah. And them closing down was like devastating to the economy here. Right. Mm -hmm. And they say every single time the government talks to us as Las Vegas in Las Vegas, Las Vegans, they say literally everything we do for COVID is to keep the casinos open. And to keep our entertainment mm. open. My four-year-old wears a mask at preschool, which is fine. But like to my, keep, the kids to wear, keep to keep, keep the Bellagio yeah, fountain running. running. <laughs> my four-year-old wears a mask to preschool to keep the Bellagio fountain, to keep that atrium up. <laughs> to keep the fountain going. So if Adele, if my butt isn't on a in a seat watching Adele on what day are we going? February 12th? Is that it? No, February 26th. Oh, it's, I didn't know that it was at the end of the month. That's fun. February yes. 20. Okay, I'll, I'll remember that. That's the day after my sister's birthday. Okay, February 26th is when I'll see Adele and, my, and see my friends. Mm-hmm. If my butt's not there, I'm ripping my daughter's mask off. Just kidding. I, I won't do it. But I mean, <laughs> it was for nothing. It, um, it, it was for literally nothing. Her health? No. But to keep Adele open. Anyway, Taylor. I pray, I pray that that Caesars theater stays open. I'll get 10 boosters. I pray. I'll, I'll get 10, uh, wh- 10 booster shots. If they tell me I got to get another booster to get my butt 
to Adele. Okay. If I have to go in there in a hazmat okay. suit. Okay. I mean, <laughs> we just, we need to figure out what we're going to wear. We need to figure out how we'll get her attention. I am a person who faints a lot just because of like my heart. Not, not her heart for Adele, her actual physical heart. My, my actual everyone. physical heart is broken in the literal sense. <laughs> and, and so I pass out sometimes. So if I need to do that from the nosebleeds to get Adele's attention, to make her stop the show, make her stop like, the show or like check up on me af- after the show, then I'll do it. It's actually an excellent idea. That's yeah. a really great idea actually. And I think we should work. We should work th- shop that. Yeah. If I mean, never mind. Yeah. The thing that makes so me, anyway. never mind. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, this all sperm, this all the sperm spiraled, spermed, <laughs> spiraled from, I liked inside, but I never listened to it again, but I thought that I would, but I didn't. And that's on me. That's on me. I mean, I would enjoy the mental peace of not having it in my life every single day. It would be <laughs> nice. Anyway, Taylor, you're an angel. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. Where can you find Taylor on Instagram? On the Instagram. Do you want to be um, found? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. Find um, millions find of listeners. Me. Yes, millions of listeners. Find me um, at Tay Brett L. Um, and... At seven friend finds at seven, seven friend finds. Yes. Please follow seven friend finds. We love it. We, um, the seven girls in our friend group, uh, decided that we share everything that we buy on Amazon with each other. So why don't we just put it all in one place on an Instagram this, page? So here we are this week. We've been doing seven days of, of giveaways and all my friends have been like giving away their favorite things. I don't really have favorite things that people would want. So I was like, oh, let's give away a gift card at the end. And, and guess they, what? It killed. It every killed. day people have been going on and like talking and explaining their favorite things gift. And all day long today, I've been like, I need to go on and just like make an ode to Jeffrey Bezos and just be like, here, here's, here's an Amazon gift card. Amazon. This brings a full, full cycle. You might as well just play the Jeffrey Bezos song. I and, think I will. I think and I will. say I love money. I, I love Name money. Was- I love it. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find us on TikTok at, at I just want to chat podcast. Find us on Instagram at, at I just want to chat podcast. And um, you know, subscribe, download. This will be our last episode of the year, I think. Next year, next week, I'm going to take it off, touch some grass, breathe some fresh air. Hopefully, we'll see. Who knows? Breathe Maybe that I'll- Vegas casino air. I went to a casino a couple nights ago and it was not great. Actually, <laughs> no, last night I, it's kind of a long story. My sister, Amy and I, we randomly had a pocket of time where we both didn't have our kids. Mm-hmm. So Amy was like, you should come over, bring food and we could hang out. And I said, okay, I already ate Fun. dinner. What do you want? It, I, I will do anything for you, Amy. I love you. She mm-hmm. said she wanted Panda Express. Well, she said she wanted a few different things and everywhere was like closed and it was only like eight o'clock. Oh, weird. Panda Express was closed. And then I looked it up and I started Googling like the next location that said that it was open until 10. It was inside of a casino. It was inside of Red Rock. So I'm pulling you up. You did not walk into Red I'm, Rock to I'm get pulling Panda up Express. To, I'm pulling up to Red Rock and I'm like, okay, it's inside of Red Rock. So I'm like, 
I already told her that I would do it. She sent me her order. And I just really want to get to my sister's house at this point because the other three places I tried to go to were closed. So I like parked in the parking garage, took an elevator, walked all through Red Rock Casino to go over to the Panda Express. It's like 830. Also, I normally don't really like shop on like Sundays. So like me, like being in a casino, getting Panda Express. It's like a double whammy. (laughs) I sent a picture of my sister to my sister, Amy, and I said, never doubt my love for you. I'm inside of a freaking casino getting you takeout right now. And she said play a buffalo machine for me and i was like that'd be really amy so i facetimed her and she walked me through using a slot machine i put one dollar in it and i turned my one dollar into one dollar and 33 cents on the on the buffalo machine and i got a soft pretzel that was my you go you go i can't believe you walked into a casino to go to all the way to panda express it wasn't my true intention i was just like okay well where's the next location that's open this one's open till 10 i'll go i'll go there i clicked on it because there's nothing in this world that could take longer than parking at a casino walking in and finding where you need to go (laughs) and just the smell situation because it's a very smoky casino i'm like Mm. so this is like some smoky chow mein now Uh, did amy want that at that point amy was stoked she loved it. Oh, I'm glad. But man, wow, you're a good sister. Anyway, cause... I'm a good sister. Listen to my podcast. Because if something's like inside, if something's inside the mall, I won't go inside. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, but truly, it was like, I went to Cafe Rio. They were closed for a Christmas party. You I couldn't went... go to Taco Bell? There wasn't a Taco Bell near? It wasn't on her list. It wasn't on her <laughs> list. I was, I was her fairy godmother. I was trying to make her wishes come true. Oh, Everybody, thank you so much for sweet. listening. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. I love you. Bye.